This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Three Lions podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. I hope you're well. Thank you very much as always for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed the recent episodes that have come your way. There were of course the Lionesses, we had the preview one and the review one. Well done to them with the Arnold Clark Cup victory. There was also the latest in our World Cup series, where we looked at Chile 1962. Once again, with the thanks to Blackburn Rovers legend and England player Brian Douglas. If you've missed any of those, you can still tune in to 3lionspodcast.com or you can find them on your usual podcast provider. And don't forget, you can also find it. It's on YouTube too. Uh, Just search Three Lions Podcast. There are plenty of senior men and women's episodes there to be heard and enjoyed. But this particular episode, we are once again looking at the England Sea Team. And as you may be aware, it was recently announced that the semi-professional side, picked from players from the National League and National League's North and South, well they, they're going to be in action again. In 2020, I spoke with England Sea Manager Paul Fairclough. That episode that can still be heard. It's episode 105. And I'm delighted to say he joins me again ahead of the game being played at the end of this month, 30th of March. Firstly, though, I do just want to point out this recording. It was done a couple of weeks back, just before he got busy. And when things in the world were, shall we say, just a little less tense. That gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the Three Lions podcast, England Sea Manager, Paul Fairclough. Hello, Paul. Hi, good morning. You're well. Yeah, very well indeed. Yeah. Good to hear. I know we we last spoke with you, it was July 2020, when obviously the uh, the world was all a little bit upside down in, in various shapes and forms. Uh, but the main thing is you're keeping well? Yeah, keep, keeping well. Kept, kept uh, you know, kept my interest and my, you know, going with football, going out to see as many games as possible under those circumstances, through those Difficult periods. Um, it was limited, but uh, no, um, seen a lot of games, a lot of football at a lot of levels. Good stuff. Do people recognise you when you go to games? Um, occasionally, but uh, yeah, occasionally I get the weird look. Yeah, <laughs> but but I, yeah. So, um, but you know, I mean, I, I go to so so many places. You know, I'll go to various steps, really quite down low. I mean. Um, I'm sort of a president president of a step five club as well, honorary president. So I, you know, pay the occasional visit, and and I, and I did some work with um, pre-season work with Harborough Town 
you know, so that's the level, you know, I, I get about and see lots of different levels and mingle with lots of different levels. So, I mean, there's a younger generation out there who wouldn't have a clue who I was. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure your face is in, I know the, the non-league paper as well, and, and many non-league fans will uh, will see that and probably, probably recognise you, but a little bit too shy to ask for a selfie with an England yeah. manager. <laughs> yeah. Well, back in 2020, the England C team we spoke about, it was, you were feeling a bit downtrodden, a bit downbeat, obviously with, um, there was the, there was a Wales game due to be played in March of that year that had been cancelled or postponed as, as I guess it will be. And, uh, and things weren't, weren't looking good because of, you, you mentioned lack of funding back then as well, but, but we're speaking now because there's the news that the the Wales game has been revived, as it were, for the end of March. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there's some some really hard work gone on behind the scenes over the last, you know, eighteen months. You know, um, a gentleman who who helps out with the England Sea set up Andy Shaw and Lawrence Jones, who actually works within the FA. They've been driving, trying to get the, you know, the England Sea back into life, you know, trying to give it the kiss of life. And um, so um, we've managed to secure some funding um, from step one, two and three leagues wow. uh, to be able to take a, uh, an England open age, uh, non-league side, side to international side to play in Carnarvon on the, on the 30th of March. That's great stuff that these teams have have put their hand in their pocket. Well, it's the league, the leagues, it's the leagues organisations who've, who've, you know, there's a board that ratifies everything. You know, we've had some difficult times because we've not really known what direction or when or if, if you know, it was all going to happen again. And um, so this is a, for us and for me, it's a, it's a, it's a, a toe in the door, if you like. To, to getting back our, our our funding, our FA funding, to take this um, this wonderful this wonderful team and what it does forward. Um, I, I don't know whether you'll know the answer to this or even be able to give me the answer to this, but to give us an idea or an understanding, just how much funding is needed for just this one game? Is there a ballpark figure that you could? Um, no, I mean it, it, it's not. It's not a huge figure, but what what you've got to what you what you've got to work out with this is that there would be, um, you know, we got to we got to make sure players get there to, to where we're going. You know, there's transport implications, there's hotel implications because we'll be you know to do things properly, which we want to do, and I wouldn't want to do it any other way. It's got to be. For me, as at least as it would be for the first team, um, obviously, you know, we can't have the seven-star plush facilities of St George's because we can't afford and never have been able to afford to use St George's. It's as simple as that. Yeah. So but the England Sea lads know that the, they get a full international cap, and you know, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not prepared to divulge what it actually takes to to to, to put on a game like that. But uh, it, it, it's a small amount that I'm, I'm very appreciative of what the leagues have done to allow this game to, to go on. On you know, I, I have to say, 
uh, it'll be on a, a very strict, tight budget. But the most important thing, there's a generation of players out there who deserve to be capped for their country. Um, you know, we go back to, I think it's, you probably know more than me, 1900 was the first non-league international match when England played at White Hart Lane against Germany and to a massive crowd. And there's always been a non-league team since those days. And I'm just glad that this team is back in the arena. Back, We got back in the ring. We dragged ourselves back into it with the help of some very courageous people. And, uh, and here we are, you know, on the eve, building up to a fantastic game against Wales. So this, the game is going to be on Wednesday, the 30th of March. It's up at Carmarthen Town uh, in the, what's that, the nor- northwest of Wales. Um, yeah. Was it the game that was originally postponed? Was that where it was going to be anyway? I think it was going to be up that that neck of the woods, yeah. Um, I mean, we we played. I can't not quite recall where we we have played in the in the more southern part of Wales uh, previously, and we played them um, also. I think we we played them in in the UK at, at Salford, Salford City's ground. Um, look, I, I think this is something that could be an annual event. Um, it's leaning that way. You know, I mean, at one stage, one time, the England Sea was a series of um, the only games that we were playing were sort of the uh, Four Nations tournament, England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales. And I think I've mentioned that before. That was played over a period of about six or seven days. And that that was great event uh, and highly, highly competitive, as you could imagine. But to me, it had nothing to do with football by day six or by day seven because the players were on the knees. Mm. You know, and your final game was more about stamina than, than about technical ability, which is what I'm all about. So in some ways, I, I, I'd like to see something like that resurrected, but played over a period of time as opposed to being squashed in, into the end of a season when players were very tired also. Yeah, that's understandable. The game that's coming up, you've obviously been speaking with, or you, the the England C team have obviously been speaking with your Welsh counterparts. I mean, how much has actually gone into putting this game on? Oh, oh, a great deal. I mean, the uh, the, the, the Welsh uh, the Welsh FA have supported the 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 Wales team. You know, they're they're funding it. Um, and we've had to do a lot of, um, how shall I say, we've we, we literally gone round cap in hand to make sure that, you know, we have the funds to be able to, to pull off this game. So we've, we've done that. We've secured funding. Uh, so there's massive work. As we speak now, there's massive work going on. I mean, I, I mean I'm in the process of, of, of preparing the training sessions and, and getting, getting the food uh, menus ready to send off. You know, we've got other people who will do the transportation and uh, organising that. So this work will be going on continually now, right right up until kickoff. You know, I mean, the logistics of it uh, is, is a whole story itself. You know, picking up the kit and transporting the kit. People don't realise that's a big issue that has to go on. I mean, when we used to play uh, abroad, you know, we tried giving the players a, 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 an extra 
huge bag to carry on board, you know, an aeroplane to get us to a game. And, but it didn't work. In the, so what will happen, even with the full England first team, you know, a, a convoy of vans will go ahead to, to, to the countries that, that they're playing in to take, you know, the kits and so forth. I mean, we didn't have a convoy of, we had a, we had a minibus that used to take ours ahead. But it was great, and it still and it still is. That's great. Oh, it's it's fascinating that the England manager since when was it two thousand and three? I think you were put in place is is putting together the menus for the players. It it really does show what the the non league level is all about. Yeah, I, I, it is. But having said that, I like to think you know I've got I've got uh, uh, sports scientists, uh, a lad called John Cree. You know who's highly uh, qualified. I'll, you know, I can get advice from him. I've got a, I've got a, a doctor da- who down in Bath who's currently got a broken leg, but he's fighting hard to get ready for the game. You know, we've got I've got those sort of resources to pull on, and yeah. and obviously I've got to keep ahead of the times as well. You know, I mean, I've got to know what's right for the right diet, and so I, I seek the the advice from these guys. But then, yeah, I I tend to put it together and uh, send it off to the hotels. Yeah. All this, and obviously you've got to select a, a team or a, or a squad as well. How, how big a squad are you anticipating on taking, or are you allowed to take? Ah, that's the point, isn't it? It's the allowed, it's what the resources will allow us to take. Mm. Uh, now, we'll do what we've always done. We take a, we'll take a squad of 16. Right. Um, uh, and, and, and the difference, and why this is unique and, and such a... Uh, uh, a great occasion is for the last 10 years, England C has been an under 23 side because that's the, that's the route we took because we created this uh, under 23 tournament uh, with uh, international European teams who were, who were in the under 21 euros competitions. And, and we were, we were enticing those teams to come and join in this competition, and they tended to use the International Challenge Trophy as a, a warm up for the for the their Euros. You know the under twenty one, you know FIFA Euro uh, under twenty one tournaments, and we were t- playing top top players. You know, I, I mean players who are now household names in their countries, playing for their full national teams. So we were playing against elite players, and it was really what I wanted for England's non-legally players to stretch them, to show them what it was going to be like when and if they really made the grade. And and, and that worked for 10 years. I mean, we've had, oh, we've had hundreds of players go on and play in, 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 the, in the premiership. You know, people like Ethan Pinnock, who's, who's you know, playing at the back. He, he has to pinch himself these days, Ethan, you know, when he runs out of places like Anfield. You know when in, in, you know his, his game for England C played in a swirling snowstorm <laughs> in Estonia, and um, when he made his international debut, so we got players like that who've gone on and, and benefited from going through the England C team when it was under twenty three because that's what we were all about, giving our younger best young players a further experience in in, in their you know to, to help them up the ladder even further. But on this occasion, this is going to be um, an open age team because I want to give those lads over the last two, three years who've missed that opportunity, 
but also recognise some of the real quality players who missed out earlier in their career or have since dropped down from the Football League uh, and when they were fo- professional footballers weren't getting recognised by the England team. But now they've also got a chance to to finally end their career with uh, sitting with an England cap, you know, and um, showing their grandchildren eventually that, look, I played for England. Yeah, no, that's that sounds great. And do you think that's something that you will maybe do again, keep it open-aged? Um, look, it, 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 if I had my way and money wasn't a resource, I'd have two teams. Right. Uh, you know, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have an under-23 team, which was doing what we were doing, and I'd, I'd have us taking part in, in that. I'd try to get that tournament re- resurrected, um, and then I'd have a, a, an open age England C team. I think the, the the direction of the England C team will change, you know, because unless the, unless the funding is 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 returned, it will have to go in a different direction. For example, we will be we'll we'll probably try to play teams, and I know there are teams out there. There's countries like uh, Bangladesh, uh, Pakistan, India would love. Uh, we've already we've got a fixture scheduled to. Well, it's on the list. We have to play it because documents have signed with Nepal. Oh right. So, so I think that could be the route that we'll go. You know, countries who would welcome. Um, welcome a visit from the FA, you know, and so and and those countries will have the the, the funds to to bring a team out. So I think that that will be uh, a route that probably the England C team, as I say, unless funding is restored, will. And if we wanted to get, carry on, which I am desperate for the team to carry on, because it's all about the players. You know, we want the, the players to have these international experiences. As I say, 1900, uh, you know, I want it to carry on. And so I, that could be or will be one of the routes that this team will, will go down. Well, maybe we can speak about that at a later date. But I think, obviously, you said at, at the very beginning, you, you've been around the country scouting around for, for players Non-league football is is quite is is doing very well at the moment. At the time we're speaking, um, middle of February, it's tight at the top of the uh, the national league with both Stockport and Chesterfield. Um, but we've also got Borehamwood in the FA Cup um, who are doing well and have, have obviously drawn Everton. So so non-league football is is good and for for your for the players that are potentially going to be involved. Look, non-league football. I mean, I've obviously. Whilst I've worked in in the football league, my my real roots and my heart is in non-league football, um, and the steps that has made forward. I mean, there's there's such great quality of, of players in non-league football now, um, really, really is, and that's being reflected also by the crowds. Yep. I mean, there's some huge crowds. I mean, we've got. Uh, uh, you know, we've had gates in excess of twelve, thirteen thousand this year at some games. I mean, it it is phenomenal. There's more, and as you will be aware, there's a lot more investment going into the into non-league 
football as well. I mean, you know, there's some teams there. Well, there are teams in the National League who've got better, far better budgets than teams in Division Two, and and some better than Division One. So, you know, clubs are in search of the Holy Grail, and and they're putting together very strong. I mean, I was not shocked at all by Borenwood's fantastic victory at Bournemouth. I'm not taking anything away from Boreham Wood, but I'll tell you now, Boreham Wood are a very, very good and experienced team, as there are several in the league. And to think that Bournemouth could leave out nine of their regular first-team players and turn them over, it ain't going to happen. You know, National League teams will play championship teams, reserve teams, in pre-season games, and those championship teams won't get a look in, such as the, the strength of the of the non-league first team. So, some of these teams in the in the FA Cup are going to have to wake up because Boreham Wood and several other teams are more than well equipped to to, to turn over championship reserve teams. Well, obviously, we're talking before the the Boreham Wood Everton game, but uh, I mean, just could they? Well, I'm telling you now, uh, if if Everton do not respect the FA Cup, then there could easily be a shock. Having said that, Everton and Frank Lampard ain't got much left to go for in this season. And Lampard's going to want a feather in his cap. So if he's as astute as what I hope he is, he'll put out as strong a team as possible. Because if it doesn't, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, we've, we'd be looking at any um, any Borenwood players for the NC ah, team. Can you- well, that has been a, a real, real blow to us because, um, because of the exploits. The Na- First of all, the National League have been fantastic. No games are allowed to be played in the, in the week of our, our fixture. You know, as the as it is with 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 um, the full England team, so the, the National League have, have been fantastic with that. But Boreham Wood, in advance of um, once they'd gotten through these rounds before the game was announced, their chairman had arranged for the players to go for a winter break. Oh right, and, uh, you know, and so they will be out the country. So unfortunately. And I know there's a, lads in there who would have loved an England cap, but unfortunately they're not—they're the only team that's not going to be available to us. Oh, that's that's a shame. But I mean, I guess these these things happen. Coincidences. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, Mr. Hunter, uh, the chairman, wasn't aware of the game at the time he he booked that. I'm sure if he'd have known it, he'd have changed it. Well, I guess they'll always um, they'll probably be appreciative of, of a little break somewhere nice as well at the same time yeah. yeah obviously there's um i noticed that there was a a former player or a player that had played in the the england c team before uh is it kabongo to shimanga at yeah. um, chesterfield who who's unfortunately injured well is that something you think he may be fit for or well I'm due to talk to the club this week. I've let things calm down first, you know, because it was a crushing blow because, as you're probably aware, um, Chesterfield, uh, you know, the key injury or looked like a serious injury to their top goal scorer. They've also had a very recent change of manager. 
So I want that the dust to settle and then I'll make the call to see where we stand with the player. It's it's a great shame because one of the other things I, I, I do at the FA is I run a representative side. I don't know whether those games will still carry on, but for example, if uh, an organi- if Hertfordshire FA, for example, were celebrating, I don't know, 150 years of, the, of, of football, they can request from the FA for the FA to send an FA representatives team. Now, what I will normally do, the FA will say, can you put a team together? And I'll put a team together from around the surrounding area, uh, the best elite non-league players. And, and, and Tishmango was, was in one of those teams at, at Luton. Okay. We played a we played a Bedfordshire game, and he was in that. That's when he was. We recognised him when he was back in the days playing for Oxford. He was red hot then. He looked he looked the part then, and we're all very very you know sad. We, you know because he's a, he's just a great kid as well. Quiet, unassuming young lad. You know he wouldn't say boo to a goose, but on the pitch he's a different you know kettle of fish altogether. Great great player and and. I believe, and hopefully this injury is not too serious, but I, I believe that this lad will go for a lot of money come the end of the season. Or put it this way, Chesterfield will be under a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure to, for this with this player. So we'll find out more. I've not ruled it out completely yet, but yeah. He was one of the players, should I say... In your mind. It is in my mind, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you get on well with all the managers and, and chairman of, of the National League clubs? Yeah, I, do you know, I, I, I do, yes. And uh, I, I, I try not to, to, to be in the faces of, of, uh, of, the, of the managers because, I, you know, I've been there, I've done it, I know the schedule and um, they don't want me bending their, their ear all the time, you know, because cause the other thing, I mean, you, you can talk to a... I want to avoid, avoid embarrassing situations because... I can remember the days Chris Wilder used to be phoning me up all the time when he was non-league manager saying, no, you've got to play this player. I want you to play this. You know, this player's good enough. And and it's quite disappointing when those managers see the England team and the players that they push forward are not in it. You know, so I want to avoid that kind of scenario as well. I mean, I'll I'll talk to managers when there's there's uh, there's uh, something that needs to be discussed, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I keep out of the way of them, but no, I've, you know they know where I am if they need me, and 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 I, I get on well with the ch- with the chairman as well. On your own staff, um, I saw that you've you've had your old Barnet captain has joined you, Anwar Adin. Yeah, Anwar. I mean, uh, Anwar has uh, got you know non-league roots, you know as well, and um, he had a tickle with um, with uh, all the shots. In, in in the, in the he's, he's he's no non-league football. He's he's still doing bits and pieces now. I think he's helping out a little bit at, at Maidstone. So he's a guy who's um, who's got his ear to the ground in non-league football. You know he's he's been looking at his coaching badges, and he'll he'll be a great 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 asset to us. But you know I've taken him on board for this game to see if he suits the what we call the England C DNA. Yep. Which I'm sure he does, uh, and um, and we'll take it from there. But yeah, since his appointment, he's been red hot. He's been out watching games whenever he can. Bending your ear, has he? Ah, oh, yeah. Well, I don't mind that, you see, because he's one of the staff now, isn't he? <laughs> 
So the the game coming up Wednesday the thirtieth of March. Obviously, with with the game being resurrected, are you are you confident now going forward? Um, no. Right. If it, answer that. I'm just elated that we've got this game, um, and it's sort of extra pressure, if you like, you know, because hey, you know, we've had this the first time we've had external funding. And, you know, with that comes pressure. Having said that, I've always been uh, about performance. Uh, the only time I've, I've, I've felt under pressure as, as the England Sea Manager was when we were in the International Challenge Trophy because we wanted to, to, to win that. But this is a different occasion. You know, normally games like this are classified as friendlies. It's about performance. Um, However, I'll be taking a lot more mature mature side and and you try telling those players that it's, it's, we're playing a friendly. Mm. They don't understand the word. And nor, nor will the Welsh team. So I'm expecting a very, uh, a very, very competitive game. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, in terms of team selection as well, I mean, in my experience, I have to pick a squad but I have to have a heavy contingency squad as well because as what happens with the, the first team, players get injured and, you know, even on the eve of, of, the, of the game, players get withdrawn and uh, because of the... So there'll be, there'll be a lot of players, uh, you know, with fingers crossed that they don't get injured. There'll be a lot of players, fingers crossed, hoping that some players do get injured before the game and they can get the call up. So, um, no, it's look, we're all... We're all very grateful and we're all very excited. I mean, I mean, I'm not a Twitter man, but apparently uh, I've been informed that loads and loads of ex-England C players came out on Twitter celebrating the fact that the team was back in action. Oh, right. So, so we know there's a lot of support from, you know, ex ex players, players in the football league, and uh, who, who who still. You know, there's players out there who will st- who are playing in the in the football league now who will still say that their England shirt on the wall is still in pride of place in their homes, and uh, that to me is something very special. And that's what we want to make this occasion a very special event for those players, an un- unforgettable and memorable occasion. And and so it should be. Uh, I know that there are tickets going to be available. Uh, for supporters wanting to go, um, I don't know. Is it, do you know if it's going to be streamed online or or on? Tape? Well, yeah, I think it, 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 it. Normally, these games do get a, a, a streaming. I know the Welsh FA are normally pretty good on this, right? Um, so I think there will be access to a link, but that normally comes. We get, we find out about that quite late, but it's a good point um, and. Maybe I should push to find out earlier if that game is going to be uh, streamed live, um, because I know I've got family who live abroad and uh, and they always stream into the games if they can, you know. Yeah, well, that'd be good to uh, good to find out. Good, good to watch. Um, we'll uh, we'll keep updated on that one. You know, it's it's interesting you should say that because you know BT taking a lot of lot of games. You know, Absolutely. they're taking. And show them live on BT, and it just it beggars my belief to, to you know this would be a key game for them. But so we we we'd love to have the interest of BT to see 
their elite players who they screen every weekend weekend on TV actually playing for the national non-league national team. So something else that we, we need to, to explore and something else that mystifies me as well. Very good point. Yeah, BT, get your fingers on the uh, on that game. Paul, thank you as always for, for joining us um, and just giving us a little insight into it. Wish you all the uh, the very best uh, for the game. Um, and perhaps we can we can speak after the after the game at some point and, and reflect on it. Yeah, win, lose or draw. As they say, we'll have some more um, after the event. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks ever so much. Thank you. My thanks go to Paul Fairclough there. A great insight into what a national manager at that level has to go through and the things he does, with perhaps not as much support from the top as he may like, or we maybe would expect. As you heard, he's open to having a chat after the game, so I'm sure that will be a great listen, regardless of the result. So stay subscribed and you won't miss it. Now, I did mention at the start of the episode, I spoke with Paul a little while back. Uh, But since then, he has announced his squad. And it is as follows. Two goalkeepers, Ryan Boot of Solihull Moors and Scott Loach of Chesterfield. Five defenders in there, Richard Brindley of Notts County, Ash Palmer, Stockport County. Aaron Hayden and Ben Tozer, both from Wrexham. And Nathan Ralph of Southend United. In midfield, four players, Will Collar and Ryan Crowsdale, both of Stockport County, Matt Robinson, Dagenham and Redbridge, and Joe Sabara of Solihull Moors. And up front, five forwards, Cal Roberts, Notts County, Michael Cheek of Bromley, Paul Mullin of Wrexham, and Liam Mandeville of Chesterfield, and Efren Mason-Clark from Barnet. Now here's an interesting one. Goalkeeper Scott Loach, he's actually got an under-21 cap to his name. Back in 2009, that was when Stuart Pearce was in charge of the under-21s. And he was also a squad member for the senior side on a couple of occasions in 2010 for a friendly against Hungary and then for Euro 2012 qualifiers against Bulgaria and Switzerland. This was whilst he was at Watford and when Fabio Capello was in charge of the England team. Now, if social media is your thing, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search Three Lions Podcast. And you can get in touch through any of those. Or if email is your thing, threelionspodcast at gmail.com. That will come direct to me. Or perhaps if you've got an idea, I can follow up for a future episode. Whatever. Uh, It's always good to hear from you. Of course, the senior men, they will be in action very soon too in their friendly matches against Switzerland and the Ivory Coast. We'll have the preview episode for that one very soon and I hope you can join me for it. So until then, take care of yourselves and those around you. Peace. Peace.